Amen. You know, I know that uh, many of you know this about me, but uh, um, I find it extremely difficult asking people a favor if it's something simple, uh, whether it's like needing a ride somewhere or, or maybe even some help with something. And for some strange reason, uh, I put off going somewhere for a few days or rather struggle with something than to ask for, for somebody to actually help me with it. Maybe, maybe I'm a bit, okay, maybe let me take that back. I'm a, maybe I'm a lot a bit stubborn uh, when it comes to those things that I want to do things on my own. Or maybe there's kind of this sense of pride in me that, that somehow if I ask for somebody to help or they help me, I somehow feel less than, than what I would like and, and might reflect poorly on me. Uh, or maybe um, I'm thinking in the back of my mind that yeah, may, I, I might have to ask something for more significant one day. And so if I ask for them for this favor right now, maybe maybe I'll burn up that favor down the line. And so I don't want to take that risk. I don't want to take that chance. And, and then, th- then they think I'm, I'm needy. So inevitably what happens is I never ask for help. I never ask for somebody to come alongside of me and to, and to help, help me. But, but I think the main reason that, that I find it so hard to ask for a person for favor is simply because I don't want to be a burden. I mean, I don't want to bother them by taking up their time. And, and, and while we, I may even play this little mind game, and maybe you do this in yourself as well, that, that you think that, okay, um, they're, they're probably busy. I don't want to bother them. Uh, they got a lot of other stuff on their plate. So what happens is that we never even ask them because we played that tape in our head about what's going on in their world and how they can't help us. But even when we do ask, we often start the conversation with, with things like, you know, I'm sorry to bug you, but, uh, and then we fill in something about what we would want help with. And, and after f- immediately following that, we say something like, and if you can't, you know, that's okay. Don't worry about it. I can find somebody else. No big deal, right? So basically we, we unasked are asked by the, by the way that we asked, if that makes sense whatsoever. We don't even give them the opportunity to respond. You see, sadly, the same thing is our tendency when it comes to to lifting up our prayers to God. We often entails asking him for something, to do something in our lives, and and we could come up with this kind of a same myriad of of excuses. Maybe we think in the back of our minds that God's got more important things going on to do so we shouldn't bother him, or or we should only go to him with the big stuff and, and not mess around with some of the smaller stuff. Besides, there are other people who are going through much worse things than us. So, so for that reason alone, we may not approach the throne of God with the prayer that we have. So we'll hesitate. But, but let me ask you, which is worse? A hangnail, a splinter, or a paper cut? Which one's worse? Depends on which one you got, right? Depends on which one you have. See, here's the deal, church. When it comes to the prayers of your heart and what's going on in your life, don't downplay what's going on in your world. Don't downplay what you are experiencing or what you're going through because that's the stuff that is on your plate. And what we need to do is we need to boldly lift those things up to God. Lift those things up to God. And here's the deal, church. I don't know if we realize this, but God is big enough to carry all of our burdens, the world's burdens. It's not an either or, it's a both and. So feel boldly about lifting up whatever it is on your heart, great or small, and placing it before the throne of God. Or maybe the reason that we don't uplift those prayers to God is, you know, maybe there's a little pride inside of each of us, right? That, that I want to do things on my own. I, I mean, I could fix this myself. Besides, you know, I'm the one who usually has to do all the work anyway, so I might as well just get started. And so what we do as we just get started is we fail to lift up that thing and place it before God. See, that's the most important step with anything that we come in, in contact with or anything that we have to do or anything that weighs on our heart. First and foremost, Lift it up to God. Take that moment to pause. 
rather than just giving in and plugging along and trying to get through, because sometimes God will talk to you in the midst of that time of waiting, in that midst of that time of silence. But then when we reflect on who God is, as we reflect on his character, man, that, that causes me to become hesitant. You know, you know, how can I ask God to, to help me with this over here when, when this part of my life is such a mess over here? How can I ask a holy and righteous God to, to work in, in this stuff that I'm struggling with, that I'm dealing with, while, while this stuff I say, okay, hands off, Lord, as long as you can fix this, that's okay. And so maybe we pause because we think in the back of our minds that there's this little bit of guilt, there's this little bit of the shame that, that we're dealing with. There are even those that, that, we, that have been brought up not going to, to God in prayer because they were ta never taught to do so or they were taught not to bring up their needs before the Lord that that was somebody else's job or something somebody else would do. Yet for some of us, there's another reality at play when it comes to, to prayer, why we hesitate. And that's because we're just tired. Maybe we've been lifting up the same prayer over and over again, and, and we feel like a broken record, and nothing seems to be changing. And so we find ourselves thinking, well, well why bother? I mean, nothing's going to change anyway. Or, or we think in the back of our minds, you know, God knows what I need anyway, so, so why should I even bother praying? You know, whatever the reason for our hesitation, what our text reminds us today is that Jesus wants to assure us that we have permission to play pray. That even more than that, Jesus is telling us it's okay to bother God. It's okay to bug God. It is okay to bring anything and everything to God in prayer, whether great or small. Jesus says, go ahead. Don't hesitate. Take it to the Lord in prayer. You know, ha have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. What should we do? Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all sorrow or share? Jesus knows our every weakness. What should we do? Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. What should we do? Take it to the Lord in prayer. For those of you that caught on to that, I totally plagiarized the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. But take that thing, right? Take whatever that thing is that is weighing on your spirit, that is weighing on your heart right now, and lift it up to God and just put it into his hands. Easier said than done, right? I would imagine that you probably have all experienced something similar, but after each holiday season, uh, we put away, uh, pack away the decorations back into all their totes, and then we take that said tote, and then we haul it back up into the attic for storage. And, and typically, my wife Rachel is the one that is up in the attic, uh, and, and, sh and I'm the one that's on the floor kind of lifting the totes over my head and handing them to her in the attic. But there's a point that she grabs a hold of it and yanks it out of my hand, and I no longer have it in my hands. And at this point, I say to her, you got it? I hope so. I hope so. But I no longer have it. But I have to trust that Rach, Rachel has got it, that it is secure in her hands. See, that's the image that I get, that I have of God, as we release whatever that we have that's on our hearts into his hands. And we have to trust that, that he's got it. The problem is, is that we take those things back again. The problem is, is that we really never, ever let go of those things in the first place. See, prayer invites us to let whatever it is that is weighing on our spirits, wrestling in our minds, and invites those to place those concerns into God's hands. And some of us have several things weighing on our hearts this morning. Some of us have so many things weighing on our hearts this morning that we are distracted, we are preoccupied, and, and we're thinking, you know, Pastor, I'm just here. I'm just present. 
And if that's you this morning, I pray that God would do a work in your heart. I pray that he would do a work in your spirit that you would know his presence and provision in your life and how he seeks to walk with you. In fact, throughout scripture, we are reminded time and time again that God not only hears our prayers, but he answers them. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 through 15 reminds us of the boldness that we have in God. That if anyone, if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have obtained this request made by him. John 14, 14 reminds us, if in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. Mark eleven twenty four 24 kind of shares a similar reminder. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Even in our text for today, we read this. It says, so I say to you, ask and be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. And some of us have been knocking and some of us have been searching. Some of us have been looking for so long. And so this wonderful image can also become a pain for our heart and a hurdle and a frustration. And it feels like our prayers aren't answered. Those things that we lifted up to God, that, that it seems like we're getting a no rather than, than a yes, and it's hard to wait. And, and so this can be also a hindrance in terms of our life of prayer. And as it would seem that what we're asking would be in alignment with God's will, but there's still no answer. And it could be hard on our spirits. It could be hard on our hearts. And maybe that's where you are this morning, that you've been lifting up a prayer and you have yet to receive an answer. And this is why Luke chapter 18, verse one is such a powerful reminder, especially as we are feeling defeated and deflated as if our prayers are going unanswered and we find ourselves in a season of, of waiting or even a no. And it simply says this, then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. Don't lose heart. No matter what your prayer is, no matter what's weighing on you this morning, no matter what you brought with you today, do not lose heart. Continue to lift up that prayer to God. See, while the answer that's given may not be the answer that we would desire or expect, we must remember that in prayer, we are going to the one who knows us better than we know ourselves. We're going to the one who knows our needs even before we know. We're going to the one whose heart is filled with gracious, overflowing love towards us. That, that there was nothing that he would do, including that he would not go to the cross. Whose thoughts are higher than our thoughts, his ways are higher than his ways. In fact, Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, We are reminded that God works for good in the midst of all things. And right now, you may not be feeling that way. Right now, it would seem that, that life is going in the opposite direction, that, that you don't see good in, in the situation. But I, I guarantee that God is walking with you and working with you to bring even a broken situation, a time of hardship, of change, of challenge, of trial, and will bring something good from that. And while it may be difficult to see or understand, we trust that is true. So keep uplifting those petitions to God. Keep knocking on that door because there is nothing too great or too small that we can't bring before our Heavenly Father and we can have faith and trust that He will bless us even in those times of hardship.
In fact, I want you to notice how Jesus brings us this good news. And I love this. He says, is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? First of all, Jesus wants us to see how much God loves us and how much God seeks to ultimately bless our lives. And we see this most clearly in the saving act of Jesus Christ on the cross, who suffered, who died for our sins, who through his resurrection has allowed us to look beyond our hardship, to look beyond our pain, to look beyond our suffering, to look beyond those tragedies and challenges of life and even the losses that are sadly a reality of our day to day. And we can confidently say that God is on our side. In fact, scripture says, if God is for us, who could be against us? So perhaps it's less about how God answers our specific prayer, but what God has already provided for us. Let me say that again. Perhaps it's less about how God answers our specific prayer, but what God has already provided for us. In fact, when teaching his disciples how to pray, Jesus gives them this model of our Lord's Prayer. Yet, yet the model of the Lord's Prayer wasn't so much about their needs, but reminding them of who God is. As we pray the Lord's Prayer, as we hear it later on in worship, think about that. It's not necessarily about our needs, it's about, it's about who God is. And sometimes that's what we fail to look at in terms of those struggles or challenges or changes of our lives. We look at what we need rather than who God is. And those same words that Jesus taught his disciples, they serve as a reminder for us as well, that we are to live our whole lives in prayer and as a prayer to the Lord. Because prayer is certainly a way of life. It's not just something that we do at a certain time of day. It's a way of living. It's a way of acting. It's a way of speaking. It's a way of serving that walks and talks with God. So when somebody asks you, how is your prayer life? It's not just about a single moment in the day. It's about your daily walk with Jesus. So, so take that heavy heart. Take that troubled spirit. Take that thing that is weighing on you right now and hand it over to God. But as you hand it over to God, give thanks to him for his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, his presence, his peace, his healing, his, 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 his restoration. And know and trust that no matter what may come, no matter what thing may knock on the door of your life, we are in his hands. And no matter what, he is worthy of our praise. In fact, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 uh, shares this about prayer. It says, Do not worry about any, every, anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. See, I think sometimes we forget that thanksgiving part, don't we? Sometimes we're so focused on, on what we need that we get so bogged down in that that we fail to just simply give thanks for who God is and what he has already done and how he has been faithful in our lives. And, and by doing that, by starting there with a heart of thanksgiving and praise, what it does is it changes our perception about that thing that we're struggling with, that thing that we're going through that is consuming our thoughts and minds. Yet rather than that consuming us, we are also blessed by the nature of God, about who he is. And maybe that's your reminder that you needed as you came into worship today, that you were focusing on, on that one thing, but what would it mean to turn your, your attention onto who God is 
and what he has already provided for you. In fact, that continues to say, not only let your requests be made known to God, and it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, by changing our focus from that thing to who God is, it changes our spirit. And perhaps that should be our prayer, to protect our hearts in the midst of the challenges and the changes and the struggles of life to protect our hearts when it feels like our world is coming crashing down around us, that God would walk through us through whatever season that we might find ourselves in. See, while we would certainly like to have God answer the prayer of our hearts in a specific way, sometimes there is a deeper and a greater need that, that we have in our lives. In fact, let's, let's look again at Jesus' words uh, in our text for today. He begins, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give you? Uh, now look at that, look what it says. The Holy Spirit to those who ask. Here, here's the deal, while I pray for specifics for how I want God to move and to act and to work in my life, I give him specifics on how, how I want my prayers answered. I wonder how often I actually pray for God's Holy Spirit to enter into my life or my situation. In fact, this is one of those gifts that God promises to pour out freely on those who ask. The other one is wisdom. We read that in scripture as well. For those of you who are seeking wisdom, ask God and he will give freely. And the same thing is true with this. Ask God for the presence of his Holy Spirit and he will give freely. But when was the last time we asked for God's provision of the Holy Spirit to help us navigate this, this journey of faith? Uh, to open our eyes to the things that we cannot see or that we're not wise enough to ask for. And it's here that we are invited to pray in the Spirit. In fact, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, simply shares this. It says, pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. So where should our focus be? In the Spirit. To pray in the Spirit. To pray for that power of God in our lives. To tap into His presence and provision that allows the Holy Spirit to shape and to mold our prayers and our thoughts as well as responses. Now watch what we're invited to into next. It says, to that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. I don't know about you, but when something's going wrong in my life, I focus on myself. I focus on that thing. My attention is just there. What this is inviting us to is to shift our attention once again from that thing to somebody else, to someone else. And how often we get so caught up in what's happening that we fail to uplift others and what's going on in their lives. In fact, I truly believe that this is where true healing and the transforming work of God takes place as we shift our focus from self to others. You know, in just a moment, our ushers are going to come forward for our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings. But before they do, we're going to join in a word of prayer. Yeah, today, we're, we're not going to be praying for ourselves. We're, we're going to be praying for, for one another, for those that are here in this space, for those that are online. Because as it says in that scripture, that, that by shifting that change, by, by focusing on the needs of others, that our spirits will be blessed. And through our spirits, the life of others will be blessed. So let's pray. Lord God, you know the needs of my heart and my concerns that weigh on me. This morning, I lift up the struggles and concerns of my neighbor, my brothers and sisters sitting around me this morning, those who are here in this space, those worshiping online. 
And while I don't know their need or what's on their, weighing on their hearts or what's draining their spirits, Lord, you know, you know them completely. And I pray for your presence and provision in their lives and that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon them, that they may be transformed by your grace, that they may be renewed in faith, strengthened in spirit, and come to know the peace which passes all understanding. Lord God, I pray for the movement of your spirit in their lives, in their situation, in their hearts, in their homes, in their work, wherever that struggle may be. For we boldly lift our prayers and one another to you and place them in your hands. In your name we pray, amen. Your homework this week, you're gonna check it out on the screen. Uh, there's a couple texts that talk about prayer, specifically the work of the Holy Spirit in terms of prayer. And, and after you read those texts, I want you to reflect, what is the role of the Spirit? So, so you're going to get some, some understanding of what that looks like. What gifts do, does the Holy Spirit give? How can I begin to pray for the Spirit? And then what are the greater gifts uh, have I experienced this week as a result? So as you pray for the Holy Spirit to move in your life, I want you to take note of what are those gifts that are given. Maybe it's, maybe it's peace. Maybe it's discernment. Maybe it's understanding. Maybe it's something unexpected. Maybe it's an open heart and an open mind to those around you. Maybe it's the ability to simply be present as your life is filled with chaos. And then mark your calendar, of course, Thursday, May 4th, drive-through prayer event uh, that's going to be taking place from 3 to 7 here at King of Kings. You see, church, we should never hesitate to pray. We should never hesitate to ask God into our lives because we are his children. We are never a burden. We are never a bother. We never take up his time because God loves to hear the voices of his children calling out his name in prayer and praise and thanksgiving. And maybe right now you need a miracle in your life. Maybe right now you need, uh, there's a chain that needs to be broken. Whatever prayer that is on your heart, storm the gates of heaven. Ask, search, knock loudly and boldly and often. In his name we pray. Amen.